Hey, this is Nathan, Sound of Sanity, coming up right around the corner. But first, I just wanted to ask everyone to go to patreon.com forward slash sound of sanity sign up for five bucks ten bucks 25 bucks 50 bucks 100 bucks to support us you can get some great a million bucks a million bucks yes if we could just get one person to go support us for a million bucks that's really all we need that's all we need you never have to hear another one of these things at the top of the show Hey, next week we are watching Citizen Kane. That's a really good movie, one of the greatest movies of all time. I encourage everybody to watch it along with us. We'll be talking about that next week. It also kind of ties into this week because it's a movie about power and the political process, all kinds of interesting things. One of my favorite movies, really a very entertaining good great there's there's great movies that are just great but you don't like them that much but you just kind of know they're great they're like doing your homework and then there's great movies that are fun and exciting to watch citizen kane is actually a very entertaining movie agree in my humble opinion very funny very fast very interesting very modern feeling as soon as it spoiler as soon as it was done i went back and i flipped through and i rewatched certain scenes yeah and i've seen it as soon as it was done i've seen it a dozen plus times and there's always something new and fun to discover about it so next week citizen kane and this week sound of sanity you're now listening to the sound of sanity this sound will continue for the duration of the program Happy Election Day! My name is Nathan Alberson. I am your humble and obedient host, welcoming you to another little slice out of the sanity pie for Sound of Sanity. We've got Pastor Jacob Mensel over there. How you doing, Jake? I'm good. What's up? Uh, lots of things. It's Election Day. Happy to be alive. Particularly happy because I've got you in the studio. I've got Benjamin J. Solzer over there in the studio. How you doing, Ben? I'm doing good, Nathan. I'm so glad. You get out there and vote, Ben? Did indeed, Nathan. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right, guys. Well, it's election day, and today is a day that we get to feel great about ourselves as Americans, Jake. Wonderful about ourselves as Americans. Sure. You feel happy about your country and about your power to affect change through the sacred right of voting or... Oh, every day is a good day to be an American, Nathan. (laughs) That's absolutely right. (laughs) Yeehaw, Jake. Oh, boy. I can't deny it. I feel a little patriotic on Election Day. Yeah, I cannot deny that I do not feel at all patriotic <laughs> on Election Day. I feel you don't say. <laughs> kind of cynical about the whole thing and about my ability to affect change and about whether I should even... I'll be honest. I understand that voting is an awesome privilege and a duty, and I understand that my forefathers fought and died so I could have it. I don't want to make fun or make light of that, but I feel pretty cynical about my ability to actually affect Feeling like your vote doesn't matter so much, Nathan? I feel like I'm going to have a little trouble rocking the vote this year, Jake. Oh, yeah. I understand. I'm glad that that I've not been presented with an ultimatum to vote or die by any rap stars this year. So anyway, we're going to talk today about voting and whether Christians should feel like they should have to vote and how people should think about voting and the electoral process and all that kind of stuff. But that brings me to quite possibly one of our favorite reoccurring segments, I'm going to say top 15 at least, and that is Fun Fun Voting voting Facts! Hi, Ben. You've got some fun voting facts for us. So, similar to statistics or stats, 
but not the same. Facts. No, this is a completely different segment. That, yeah. And this Disney is, facts. People love this Absolutely. segment. Absolutely. So Ben, tell us some facts. Yeah, Ben. Oh tell us some facts. Locally in Monroe County, here where we live in Bloomington, Indiana, the general election turnout for the 2016 election was just over 50 percent of just voters. Over 50 percent. Yep. Yep. About 112,000 of us here in Monroe County are registered voters. About 60,000 of us showed up to the polls. Hmm. So that says a lot about our faith in the power of the election, right? Yeah. Nathan? 50% of, of us have yeah. some faith in it. Yeah. have to actually get yeah. out there. And uh, that's about the same when you look nationwide. So in the, again, in the 2016 election, out of the roughly 224 million U.S. citizens, about 137 million voted. So that's a little more than half. A little bit more than half. Now, this, is, of course, is the midterm election, and I think some people listening, I mean, our listeners, obviously intelligent, handsome, beautiful, wonderful people all, but some people might even be confused about what exactly, I mean, we all know the presidential election, but what exactly are we getting out there and voting for today? Well, it differs state to state, Nathan, but midterm elections are significant because you may be electing senators and representatives to Congress. For instance, here in Indiana, we are, we're going to be voting on one senator and all nine of our state representatives. And then you have a lot of like, just on the state Senate level, you could be electing any number of positions. I know that we are. And so this will have a big impact on your state and on what on your, on the senators that you have maybe and it will it will be like a measure of the approval of the current president and whether or not things are going to swing towards Democrat power or Republican power. Now, how does it break down, Ben, as far as who's voting? Your men, your women, your old people, your young people? Well, in the last election, about 73 million women voted and about 63 million men. So that's kind of interesting. The men really aren't taking the lead in the initiative to be the ones deciding who's in power. That is very interesting. I wonder if that has something to do with feminism, but that's that's probably a... That's a whole other episode, my friend. (laughs) You also see that more voters than not are like age 45 to 64. So about 51 million of the total voters are 45 to 64 years old. Then 40 million of the total voters were 25 to 44 years old. There were quite a few who were 65 to 74 years old, but the least concerned age category was 18 to 24 years old. 18 to 24. Youth is wasted on the young. Less than 10% of the total people who voted were that age bracket. Now that actually leads us out of fun voting facts and into this wonderful advertisement that's been played. Dear young people, don't vote. Don't vote. Everything's fine the way it is. Trump, that was us. Climate change? That's a you problem. I'll be dead soon. Sure, school shootings are sad. But I haven't been in a school for 50 years. I can't keep track of which lives matter. <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, nothing antagonistic or disrespectful towards the elderly about that advertising campaign. Nothing insulting to everyone's intelligence <laughs> about that ad campaign. <laughs> Imagine being the old lady that they cast to play the role of, I'm going to die soon. I don't care. Guys, for political commentary at its finest, what I like to do is listen to everyone's favorite conservative news source in the town of Sanityville, Rapid Fire. So let's listen to our friends at Rapid Fire. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Yeehaw. (laughs) 
Greetings, friends. This is Rapid Fire. I'm Stone Huntington. And I'm Lance Redford. And I'm Chip McGregory. And I'm Stone Huntington, wishing a happy election day to all my fellow wonderful Americans, and also to liberals, Democrats, and privacy haters like Mark Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg? I thought old Zuckerberg was looking through my window the other night, knowing how much he hates privacy and all. Of course, that turned out to be a pretty silly thing to think. Hold it right there. Is that privacy hater Mark Zuckerberg looking through my window? No, Temp, I'm looking through a crack in your door. Zuckerberg, you never do well. He'll never catch me. Zuckerberg! What's Zuckerberg got against you anyway, Chip? Reckon I never should have deleted my Facebook, Lance. Gentlemen, put an end to this nincompoopery. Yep, put p- put an end to this nincompoopery. What? What did you say, Lance? I said put an end to the nincom uh, refusery, Chip. Lance, do you mean nincompoopery? What? I just don't like saying that word, Chip. I said put an end to it. Friends, the time has come once again when we look upon voting, that sacred duty, that right, that beating heart of democracy. We look upon it and see how it's being abused by a bunch of blithering degenerates who couldn't pass a civics exam to save their useless lives. Not if it was in a little language that Uncle Sam invented called English, anyway. Why, Chip, even you know that Washington crossed the... Cherry tree. Well, Washington didn't cross the cherry tree, Chip. Well, first I thought maybe he crossed the road, but that don't make no sense. Washington wasn't no chicken. Lance, you're supposed to see to it that he takes his brain pills. I'll drive my tractor over to your house and run over your girl's kitten. Well, no, Stone, there's no need to. Uh, uh, hey, 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 did you see Stone, that uh, Michael Moore has been in the news again? Uh, more, more like Michael Moron, am I right? <laughs> Michael moron indeed. Lance, sometimes even you say something clever. Now, what were we talking about? Stone, you were saying how you was mad at Lance on account of how voting, he... Voting. Stone, we were talking about voting, I think. Ah, yes. Voting. The apparatus by which minorities such as Hispanics, women, and young persons get a voice right alongside intelligent normal people. <laughs> Stone, um... Are you sure you want to say that on the air just like that? Because It's okay. Pamela S. will edit it out. Well, I still sort of think that... Lance, I don't pay you to think any more than I would pay a a, a spider to to, to deliver my pizza. Ooh, that'd be a toughie for old Lance. He don't much care for spiders, but he do like pizza. Maybe just don't give him a good tip, Lance. Chip, there ain't no such thing as pizza delivering spiders, Chip. You mean it's like UFOs or liberals with souls? The very same, Chip. And today, election day, the aforementioned soulless liberals are trying once again to bring about the cessation of everything good, noble, happy, and true in our country to throw us headlong into the cesspool of socialism and social decay. And I'm afraid they just might do it. There's only one thing that can stop them. God. Well, yes, Chip, I'm sure the Almighty hates Democrats as much as anyone. (laughs) Mm, I'd be careful about your talk there, Stone. There ain't nothing in the good book about God being Republican or Democrat. I don't know, things is sort of hazy for me now with the pills and everything. It's all sort of cloudy around the edges, but some things is still clear. Like me and Maggie Joe in vacation Bible school when I was eight years old. And the teacher lady sang us this song about how God is big, bigger in the mountains, bigger in the sea. And I sort of like that, God being big. And I figure he's bigger than America. A lot bigger. Why, he's even bigger than you, Stone. Michael Moron. (laughs) Ha ha, Lance, you've done it again. (laughs) (laughs) 
Rock Slime, Nancy Pelosi, you disease-ridden hobgoblin! And we're back. Oh, my goodness. The devil's advocacy alarm has gone off already. What? What is the deal? Can we maybe take a vote this time? We're not, I mean, it's election day after all. We're kind of a, aren't we a democracy here at Warhorn, Nathan? Is that how things work? No, we're a tyranny. Oh, never mind. But you know what? Just for you, we'll take a vote. All in favor of continuing to do this show with the formula that works and that people like and expect and would be a good idea to do, say, I. I. All opposed? Same uh, time? I, I, I wrote this Declaration of Independence from old formulas that I'd like to read to our listeners right, right now, if that's just, okay. Let me just see that. And, okay, this is interesting. Uh-huh. What? <laughs> but uh, if you just... That doesn't fit in with the principles I just wrote. I mean, this is so ironic. You don't ironic. get to establish the principles, <laughs> what? Mr. Solcer. I'll just throw these on the floor. I and, guess I have um, no choice could, but to uh, submit to tyranny. And to sweep the floor when I'm done, please. <laughs> uh, yes, sir. I'd be glad to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The devil's advocacy alarm has gone off. It has indicated that we have reached the part of the show where someone is supposed to play the devil and advocate the opposite point of view from what we are arguing. We haven't really been arguing a point of view so far, so I wonder what the devil is going to do. I think everyone that listens to the show and us, you know, we think people should vote. Right, Jake? Yeah. Yep. Well. Exercise your civic duty. I am going to play the devil. And I'm going to argue that it doesn't matter whether we vote. Okay. All right. Here I go. It doesn't matter (laughs) (laughs) whether we vote. That's a rousing start. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, let's, let's think about the big picture here. America is awash in blood. We are killing how many babies every year? And the... Republicans can talk all they want about how they're not big fans of that, the Democrat. But guess what? We have blood on our hands, and both parties are basically kind of moderate, and both parties don't really care that much, and nothing's ever going to change, so... So let's be cynical and make a nice excuse for our laziness and stay at home. Yep, that's what I'm arguing. Right, and let's not even hope that voting for someone who might oppose abortion makes any difference well here's the thing it's easy to talk kind of hypothetically about this but i did not vote in the last presidential election and it's because you You basically to keep your hands clean well you had three options so you got your hillary clinton on the one hand on the other hand you have mr donald trump i need not remind you of some of the things that he's done with porn stars and things that he talked about grabbing and wicked man so you have choice between okay sure maybe you can support some of his policies or whatever but basically you have a choice between two evils and i uh, this is not a hypothetical at all i I just i couldn't do it i didn't want to choose between two evils i mean what's what's the point it's a it's it's a choice first of all Sophie's choice is no choice. First of all, to participate in life is to be constantly choosing between the lesser of two evils. There's no way to keep your hands clean. But you have a responsibility to your country and to your fellow man. Mm -hmm. And you can't isolate your willingness to take responsibility to just, what, the church or your house. You have to take responsibility in the in the culture too so yeah but my choice was between dracula and frankenstein i mean what's the well you know what you still had a responsibility to again there's no way to keep your hands clean yeah i can keep my hands clean by not voting for dracula no that's like saying that you can make a choice to not get off you can stand on a railroad on the railroad tracks while train's coming and not make any decisions well you're still going to get hit by the train right classic rc sproll 
<laughs> analogy that to not make a decision to not participate is to participate. But I made a my you ancestors... were standing on the train tracks and you looked to the left and there was shark infested water and you looked to the right and there was crocodile infested water and a train was coming and you said I'm going to keep my hands clean and just stand here. I said God does not want me to get hit by a train intentionally and he does not want me to jump into shark infested waters either choice is suicide i am going to go ahead and leave the choice to providence then because this is not a choice this choice is too big for me between two versions of suicide and my country actually gives me the freedom if they said i had to vote you know render under caesar i believe that we should submit to the governing authorities you know if 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 i was supposed to vote if i had to vote i would but i actually have a choice there's actually one option that my country has given me, the freedom that my forefathers died so I could be able to do, is <laughs> to not vote. To not Your forefathers did not die so that you could passively watch as people run our country into the ground. They died so that you could have a privilege that very few people in the history of the world have ever had, which is the privilege to actually participate and do something to, to change, be, a, be a, 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 to have your voice heard, even if... To have my voice say Dracula instead of Frankenstein. <laughs> so did you vote? No, to have your voice say not Frankenstein. Yeah, but my voice said, but saying not, come on, Jake, saying not Frankenstein is saying yes, Dracula. <laughs> well, not necessarily. Not necessarily. That's, I mean... Okay, I know I'm not supposed to ask this, but did you vote for Dracula or did you vote for Frankenstein? I voted for neither. So you <laughs> just stood while the train was... No, I voted... Listen, I live in Indiana and I was... I was. Listen, here, here's the thing about voting. Mm-hmm. Voting is not just an opportunity to show who you support, but to show who you won't support and to have your voice heard. And yeah, you can say that I'm having my voice heard by not voting and by whatever what i live in indiana is one of the reddest states around Mm -hmm. there's no way that donald trump was not going to win the state of indiana and so i chose to make my voice heard by picking a third party candidate oh well just pause for applause (laughs) that's what i want yep that's what i was hoping for was applause from you i what i hear you doing is being just as cynical as I am, throwing your vote away, achieving absolutely it's not, nothing. It's not th- but 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 you have this thin self righteous veneer where you can you say have the thin self righteous veneer of what I have not participate of of being above it all. No, I have the courage of part- my lack of convictions. <laughs> <laughs> you, I don't know if that's a thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying sure it not. is a thing because here's Jake. He throws his vote away just exactly the same as I did. He does absolutely nothing useful with it, and he's going to tell himself that because he went into a little electronic booth and pushed a button. Did you know that there were more people on the ballot than Donald Trump and Hillary? There were more offices to elect people to than the presidential election. And we happen, okay, I'll I'll grant you that somebody out there could vote for a better dog catcher than somebody else, but we happen to live in a very- Do you think it matters where there's a better- whether or not there's a better dog catcher? Yeah, sure. Uh, so yeah. do you? So do you take the time to read up about those candidates and more? Well, local he, do, candidates he doesn't and... because he just thinks it's all futile. Anyway, he doesn't want to participate. He has a high moral standard or high moral principle, which is that it's all useless. And so now he's got a justification for being lazy. And did not you take the time to read up on the dog catcher, Ben? Can you tell me which dog catcher in town is better <laughs> than the other dog catcher? I I did take the time to read up on some of the other elected officials, but I don't remember any details now. It's been a little while. So, but I know that I did take some time and I knew a, enough to choose some people over others. 
Not as well informed as I should have been, but I was somewhat informed when I went to the to the voting booth. Okay, I will grant you guys that if the, if there is sincerely a local candidate or a senator or someone, if 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 there's a place where you can sincerely make a difference, go make a difference. I'll give you that. But if there's a place where you can't make a difference, where it's just an immovable object versus a unstoppable force, well, then let's not pretend I let's mean, just be honest am, 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 I, but, am I not going to be voting for like a sinner or someone with compromised principles even at the level of like a you know a local assessor or something of course I am maybe not you know I'm tired of Christians voting for people like Donald Trump I'm tired of having to make these Sophie's choices that are no kind of choices at all I will admit I felt relief when Trump won it was kind of cool to see the liberals set back on their heels I liked that but I'm still sort of I don't know I am glad I could keep my hands clean I don't want to have but to you're vote not keeping your hands for this clean. wicked man you're not you're not you're just choosing not to participate choosing not to take responsibility for your community which makes the exact same net amount of difference as you voting true. for some third party candidate that's not, that's not true take it let's put it on a local level first of all let's pretend that we could go back in time i mean there are a couple different ways to approach this mm -hmm. but first of all let's talk macro let's pretend we could go back in time and tell the great state of florida in 2000 in the year 2000 that the entire presidential election would come down to 500 votes cast in florida how many people said my vote doesn't matter in florida that year how many people said oh no oh, who cares well it was the swing state and it came down to 500 votes and if they knew ahead of time how many people would have gone and hit the polls you can't always know what difference your vote, vote's going to make or not in terms of the election results. But there is more than election results at stake. If every Christian in this country says, we're outnumbered, we're outvoted, we're not going to show up at the polls, then there is a significant minority that's not represented and doesn't show up and places no pressure on anybody that actually is elected. We live in a blue city in a red state. And the blues in our county and in our city need to feel some pressure that they represent people beyond just themselves and their own points of view. They need to feel some pressure that there are people out there that are opposed to them. And the more the better, because every little bit helps. There's more to it than just getting the right people in office. All right, Jake, I'll, I'll give my contribution to Alliance Defending Freedom or whatever you want me to do. But the fact is, pragmatically, personally speaking, I don't actually have time. I've got a church to serve. I've got work to do. I've got good things in my life. I've got ways that I actually can make a difference in my community. And I don't have time to be a political guy. I'm glad that there are other people out there doing this work. But can we just make a little space for people to not feel pressure around this time of year to have to go out there and make a difference in places where, you know, I mean, I know you can point to, you can come up with the little examples like Florida, whatever. You can, you can, you can make a case for, you know, it all matters. Every vote count. You can say that, but we all know there are times and places where there actually isn't that much difference. And can people just have a little space there to not have to feel pressure from you know, the Christian conservative, I don't know what the word is, but you know, from, from the, well, you must go out there and make a difference. I mean, there's something that feels very prideful about that. There's no scripture that says I have to vote. You know, let's just allow for some freedom of conscience here. You know, the country actually doesn't mandate that I have to vote. The scripture doesn't mandate that I have to vote. There are a lot of different ways that you can serve your community. Let's 
make a little space for people. Let's not give in to cynicism, but let's not pat ourselves on the back. Let's not be proud. Let's not go on Facebook and post posts about how wonderful we are because we've been a part of the system and made a difference about things where God is obviously doing work that you know, maybe involves his punishment of us, maybe involves lots of things, but there are places in life, uh, King David says somewhere in the Psalms, I have not considered things that are too big for me. You know, there are places where we can just relax and be small and, okay, I get it, civic duty, blah, 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 blah. But come on, for Pete's sake, relax. Let's not put pressure on people. Let's let people have freedom of conscience and let's not pretend like we're more important than we actually are. Okay. You make some terrible points, devil. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever you play the devil, I say you make some wonderful points, devil. All right. You make some, you make some points. You make some compelling points, devil. Okay. Let's uh, go talk to our friends at the Popcorn Coalition and and see if we can't figure out how to answer you. I bet they'll make some fair points, too. The Popcorn Coalition will figure everything out for us. Welcome to the Popcorn Coalition. I'm Pastor Kevin. And I'm Pastor Evan. And I'm Youth Pastor Stu. And we just want to wish everyone a happy election day. Get out there and vote. Get out there and vote. Get out there and vote. And join us in prayer that the men and women who are elected would create policies that promote human flourishing. Human flourishing. Such an important thing to promote. Humans need to flourish. They need to flourish. When I see humans not flourishing, it's like, why is it someone doing something to promote human flourishing? Our politics, our lives, our art... Especially our art, Pastor Evan. Especially our art has to promote human flourishing. It's like some people, they want to promote human suffering. Those people are the worst. I'm sorry to have to say it, but people should not promote human suffering. Don't vote for those people. Human suffering, not nearly as good as human flourishing. Humans were meant to flourish, Pastor Kevin. They really were. If I was going to draw a diagram of this, okay, from least desirable to most desirable, it's like human suffering would be squarely in the least desirable category. And then... I am one step ahead of you, Kevin. Human flourishing would be in the most desirable category. That's right, Evan. Human flourishing. Human flourishing. Human flourishing. Get out there and vote for human flourishing. A vote for human flourishing is a vote for humanity and for human flourishing. If more people voted for more human flourishing, there would be more human flourishing. And humans should flourish. Oh yes, they should flourish. Humans should flourish. Human flourishing. Human flourishing. Human flourishing. Human flourishing. Human flourishing. Human flourishing. Whoa. You guys ever get that thing where you say a word or phrase so many times that it loses its meaning? Because that's totally not happening to me here. Human flourishing. Hashtag human flourishing. You know, Kevin and Evan, I'm so glad we can have discussions like this and really dig deep into the intricacies of Christian thought on issues like this. That's what the Popcorn Coalition is all about, Stu. Going exactly as deep as we've gone today, looking at all sides of complex issues. Human suffering, human flourishing. 
By the way, Stu, we're so happy to see how you've got your intern, Ricky, flourishing under your care, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I assume, Pastor Kevin, you mean that she is performing her regular intern duties in a satisfactory manner. Yeah, regular intern duties. <laughs> satisfactory manner. <laughs> yeah. Gentlemen, what are you insinuating? That Ricky does her intern duties such as stapling and copying and getting coffee in a satisfactory manner. What did you think we were insinuating, Stu? Nothing. Just that she's a human who's flourishing. Oh, yes. Human flourishing. Human flourishing. Human flourishing. Rock the vote, everyone. <laughs> and we're back. Okay, here's the thing. Obviously... I'm just going to jump right in here, guys. I don't necessarily agree with everything I was saying, but I also feel the tension on this one. And uh, I don't know. I would like to maybe make some space to acknowledge that it's a little bit. I mean, I'm sure everybody, probably a lot of people listening, were just thinking how stupid everything I and selfish and dumb everything I said was. And okay, I can see how a lot of it was. But also... I don't know. Can we make a little space here or not? Um, I have a hard, I have a hard time making a little space for. You did throw your vote away with that third candidate vote. I, I really. I went to the polls. I voted for everything on the local and state lo- level, and you can say that I threw away my vote, but I also. If you really want to make the argument that we cannot have clean hands, then I almost think you should make yourself vote for Trump in that case. I mean, let's not pretend like... Just go ahead and vote for the lesser of two evils, the one that, but the one that you could actually get. Or yeah, the I mean, viable lesser of two evils. If, right? we're, yeah. if we're going to be somewhat pragmatic and accepting of God's It was a pragmatic decision. It was a pragmatic decision. It was a, I have an opportunity to expe- express my displeasure with the two-party system and the candidate set forward in a way that was going to have no consequences in the electoral college. I knew that. I made that decision. You can disagree with it, but I was trying to say something. Yeah, and I'm sure somebody saw a statistic and they thought, oh, some people felt displeasure. But I mean, did it really make that much difference? Yeah, that's not the point is to parse how much difference it makes. The point is to have your voice be heard. Almost everybody that I mean, here's here. Okay, here's my voice then. Sorry, I'm still sort of playing the devil. Um, My voice is, I want to be part of that 40% that can't even bear to... Yeah, but see, here's the thing. Give me better people. This comes down to, I think it comes down to a question of responsibility. And you can't Mm. just choose to be responsible for your home and your church and not your community. And, And the fact is... Our government is built in such a way that we, the people, are responsible. We have the privilege of voting, of running for office, of being in positions of power and having our voice heard. And that is, in fact, what the Founding Fathers established and what Okay, if our I was the devil were- right here, I would say, when's the last time you've um, gone down to the abortion clinic and protested? When's the last time that you ran for office? When's the time, last time, but da 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 And you'd say, well, that's unfair, there are, I, I would all answer that. I mean, I think that on the one hand, it's fair to ask yourself if you're doing what you can to be a witness for the gospel and the truth. And on the other hand, um, voting is like a more particular responsibility that, that comes to you, regardless of your other commitments. Voting is just like there's a time to do it and it comes around. And that's that's different than protesting We're at the abortion We're constantly fighting people on this show and in what we do and say who want to make their Christian faith, something that can be quarantined 
you know, yeah. and, mm. and made specific to the home and the church. They want to make sexuality specific to just the home and the church. They want to make everything just specific, their obedience to God specific to the home and the church so that they can go out into the world and feel no pressure. Mm-hmm. And I think this is just that same mentality showing itself. We have to be Christians in all spheres of life and all the places where we have responsibility and, and voting for elected officials and participating in our local governments in one form or another. And we're not all equipped or called to run for office, but we all have a say is is one way that I think we have a responsibility to do that. And Maybe I'm saying I'm not equipped or called to vote. Well, it, couldn't you be equipped or called to vote with an hour of preparation, just reading up on basic stuff? I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's well, it's, even beyond that, even beyond that, there's a and so the housewife who legitimately has twelve kids and doesn't have that hour. Does she have to vote? Is can you can you conceive of a hypothetical situation? Does the homeless man on the streets? Is well, he's... if we want to talk about women's suffrage, that's another question altogether. <laughs> or if we want to talk about, but 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 we're not really talking about all these uh, extreme if hypotheticals. Not... We're talking about you, and 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 as far as you represent someone who's just cynical, but certainly has the time. I'm sorry, but you do. You're not the housewife with twelve kids or the homeless guy. Yeah, but you guys want to every person like that that listens to the show to walk away feeling bad because they didn't take that hour. Well, they should only vote. feel bad if if it's a real responsibility that they didn't fulfill and we're trying to argue yeah it's a real responsibility so and i'm saying it's a responsibility that we have the freedom to not not have as a responsibility yeah so it's not a real responsibility well it's not it's not a law i don't have to go and vote my country has not said that it's so important that they are just going to ask me to do it it's not actually something that like i'm responsible to register for for, for the draft Mm -hmm. right i'm responsible there's certain things there's certain duties i'm responsible to pay taxes and if i don't i'll get in trouble yeah Yeah, Uh, there's many countries that would do the same thing with voting there are a lot of people that i'm glad don't vote and yeah i think that that's you're right it's a privilege i also think that as an intelligent christian man there's little reason not to do your best to inform yourself and have your voice heard one way or another i'm not gonna argue actually that you can't make a statement, a a conscientious statement by not voting. But I also think that a whole lot of people are just hypocrites when they do that. Yeah, I agree. Lazy hypocrites. I agree. And that's, uh, okay, no more devil's advocacy. I, I, I I think most people should vote. I cannot say in the particular cases of Trump versus Clinton and Bush versus Gore that I was sorry to have not made a, so- a Sophie's choice. Hmm. I mean, it was a conscientious sort of a decision. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a dangerous thing to say. I'm guessing 99% of the people listening will think that was dumb of me. You know that you can go vote and actually not vote for president while voting for the rest of yeah. mm-hmm, the offices. And that's a more solid way to, I mean, I could have not voted for president. I could have voted for Donald Trump. I could have voted for a third party candidate. All of those are this is an actual voter, somebody that voted and did not vote for the office of for the highest office in the land. You could have done that. Yeah, I agree. And I should have. Hmm. Yeah. Another thing that you were saying is the devil was, I mean, you're talking about effectiveness and whether or not Jake's third party vote was was worth anything. And it wasn't because you were arguing because it wasn't effective. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't going to do anything. I mean, part of I, I'm, I don't want to be too, I don't know, grandiose here, but part of Christian Witness is being willing to say things when there's no reason to think they'll be effective. And I, maybe it's dumb to apply that principle to a third party vote, but I, I don't think so. I, mean, I think it is the devil I was underselling the the 
value of, I mean, I, actually just having that statistic available for politicians to be afraid of is, yeah, does, does do something. Well, um, and I don't if, know how much it, it does. If it were, if it were yeah. all the conscientious Christians around here who did the third party vote, that actually would probably shake some people up. Um, I, I remember the, back when Alan Keyes, I guess he's maybe still running for president, but probably not. He's anyway, he ran for president, conservative Christian, I think, dude. Mm-hmm. And people were saying, well, it's, we're not really going to give our vote to you as a Republican candidate because it wouldn't work. It'd just be throwing it away. And he's like, yeah, it's the reason it's not going to work is because you all, you know, look at me with that mindset. That's why it's not going to work. It's not actually that it couldn't work. You're just, you've already decided like, nope, not going to work. So guess what? That's what you get. And I thought, well, that's a fair point. I'm not sure how you really reverse that thinking, (laughs) but yeah. I think, yeah, I think that we all have an especial responsibility as citizens of a republic to participate in an informed way in this sort of thing. I think we also have a responsibility to each other as Christian brothers to not oppress each other, to vote our consciences, to do our best, to make decisions, to pray and pray and pray and pray that God would direct our country and would give us what's best for us instead of what we deserve, and then to not oppress each other with with our consciences and how we voted and who we voted for. But to encourage one another to to be to have faith and to take responsibility for our communities and our cities and our state and our country. Okay, Jake. So I agree with you. First of all, I'm I, f- I feel some real tension here. I've, in case it wasn't obvious to people, because my conscience does have a hard time with choosing between people that are self evidently wicked, and that extends to the local level. We're not just talking about mm-hmm, Trump versus sure. Hillary. There's True. a lot of just wicked, venal, terrible people in politics. And I'm a little bit cynical too. You know, I tend to assume if someone's in politics, it's probably because they've made compromises. Right. But that's not always true. I know that's not always true. Anyway, here's my question for you. All right. What you just said, let's not afflict each other over our consciences. Does that mean, let's say that uh, Mr. Solzer here votes for someone who's bloodthirsty? Like Hillary Clinton. Like Hillary Clinton, someone who just supports abortion. And it's because, and abortion of the most wicked, obvious, terrible kind. But he's voted his conscience. His yeah. conscience is wrong. <laughs> so can other, are other Christians allowed to judge me? Is that what you're saying? And say, yeah, hey, that was... Are we allowed to say, hey, choice? Ben, maybe don't vote for the bloodthirsty monster? Yeah, absolutely. That's not what I meant. We have to have consciences shaped by scripture. Mm-hmm. And consciences shaped by scripture are going to start with questions like abortion, the murder and slaughter of unborn children for instance. And we ought to be able to speak to each other on that sort of thing. That's not what I'm saying. I will grant you there are obnoxious ways of speaking to each other and unobnoxious or less obnoxious ways of speaking to each other. No, listen, no Christian should vote for a pro-abortion candidate, period. There, I'm going to afflict you with my conscience. Mm -hmm. This should not happen, period. So there. But when it comes down to questions like, how are we going to oppose the most bloodthirsty candidate out there? Right. Let's have grace for how we choose to oppose that candidate. Right. And that's where things get tricky because that's where Nathan's conscience wants to say, well, they're kind of all pro-abortion candidates because... So stay home. They all... They all participate in the system. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah. 
But hey, to vote is to support the violence inherent in the system. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Voting yeah. is patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we were really trying to say. There we go. So we are pro-voting for sure now. Yeah. Yes, of course. We love voting because An anti-suffragette voting is patriarchy. Oh boy. Well, obviously, every man that has a wife has two votes. That's, Obviously. That's how I think of it, right? <laughs> yes. Honey, you, what did you say I should vote for? Sure, honey. I'll be researching who we should vote for while you make me a pie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. People should vote. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> you sound really convinced. Uh, well, I am convinced. I am honestly convinced. I also I also feel a lot of tension here. What do you want me to do? I mean, um, I don't know. Is that okay to tell people I feel some tension here? That's yeah, obvious. I think yep. that's helpful to people because yeah. I'm, I'm we guessing all, we all feel that tension. Yeah. We all feel like it doesn't matter. We all feel like to participate is to participate in the violence inherent in the system. Yep. And yep. there has to be another way. And yet, you know, we should take a bigger step back and look at the broad sweep of history and still, I think, be thankful that we live in America. Well, yeah, and you mm-hmm. know what? Joseph worked as second in command of Pharaoh. Daniel worked for Nebu- a succession of weird, crazy Babylonian That's kings. Right. Yep. And Christians, godly people, have participated in their governments since time immemorial. It's just. Yep. It's what it is to be a Christian, is to be responsible yeah. in every aspect of your life. And we've got a peculiar place where we have an opportunity to take responsibility for our country called voting that not many people have ever had. Mm-hmm. And so exercise that privilege and responsibility with faith and with a conscience shaped and formed by scripture and do your best to know what you're doing and talk to wise people in your church if you don't mm-hmm. know what you're doing and ask them to help you. Don't be naive and assume that because you're voting, you're making some huge <laughs> right. difference towards human flourishing, like yeah. our friends at the Popcorn Coalition. Also, don't be cynical like Stone Huntington. I'm just going to give people the moral of our entire... <laughs> the moral of the sketches. <laughs> in case you were wondering. In case you were wondering. Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. Well, happy Election Day, Ben. Happy Election Day, Nathan. Happy Election Day, Jake. Happy Election Day, Nathan. All right, listeners, until next time, we'll see you at the polls, and thanks for listening. Good news, Lance. The votes is in. Uh, The votes is in? What exactly do you mean by that, Chip? I mean, I've done been elected, Lance. Well, now, Chip, I don't mean to be cruel or nothing, but seriously, Chip, you couldn't be elected county dog catcher. Well, it's funny you say that, Lance, because I was. Uh, was what? Elected dog catcher, Lance. You were elected dog catcher, Chip? I was elected dog catcher, Lance. Well, I'll be a monkey's uncle. I wouldn't do that, Lance. Uh, do what, Chip? Be a monkey's uncle. That's violating municipal code 467. You wouldn't think so, Lance, but there's a surprising amount of primate law in the county's municipal codes. Anyway, I'd have to find you. Well, I'm off to do my duty. Clean up the streets and all. Well, 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 speaking of cleaning up the streets, I might have expected you, Mr. Ruffles. Oh, you'll bring me a possum, will you? Just one, you say? It's not very much, Mr. Ruffles, but it don't matter. Maybe you heard, we don't cotton to bribes around here. That's right, Ruffles. You got one week to get your mangy crew off the streets or I'll book you a stay in the kennel of no return. Oh, I don't care who your owner is, Ruffles. You think I don't know this goes all the way to the top? What's that? You'll show me the underground kingdom of the Badger Lord? We'll take him down together? Now, Chip, 
Don't you listen to Mr. Ruffles. There's another way, Chip. You know he's a, he's a, he's a bad dog. Lance, you're right. I had almost forgotten. He is a bad dog. There's other ways of taking down the badger lord. <coughs> Ruffles, you get out of here, you hear? And don't let me see your muzzle around again because this is my town. You hear that? This is my town. Or is today the day you learn to play dead? Sound of Sanity Today was produced by Nathan Alverson, executive produced by Jake and Nathan, like all fine Warhorn products. It was engineered by Benjamin Solzer. Go to patreon.com forward slash sound of sanity. You'll get all our sketches. You'll get bonus sketches never before seen anywhere else. And you'll, you can sign up for cool stuff. So that's patreon.com forward slash sound of sanity. Fun fact, we introduced the new character today. Yeah, Pamela S., she is the editor for of Rapid Fire. She's the ep- editor of Rapid Fire and a $25 supporter. And also now $25. a resident of Sanityville. Now a resident of Sanityville. That's what uh, we do. Everyone's favorite place to live. Yes, indeed. It's a wonderful place, Sanityville. It, it has its perks. Hey, until next time, folks. Stay safe.